It's not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times with Good People Company proudly presents the Law Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Search for the Law Party Podcast on iTunes Podcast, Google Play Podcast, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. You have received your invitation. Welcome to the party and be sure to tell a friend. I'm your host, Moderator Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. We have got uh, Dave Elliott. We like to call him Big Dave. He is the owner of CNP Construction. We've got our own personal brain mass, Brian Massey. He's a market analyst for True Media. We have got Ben Roberts uh, back from a hiatus. He is the uh, Pendergast Club's uh, bartender extraordinaire. And uh, I will have to say, uh, before we introduce our guest, that uh, uh, for all of you out there that are anonymous female fans, uh, she will not be joining us today. Um, she had something else she needed to do, so uh, we are going to do a resounding. But to fill her place, um, a new bartender here at the Majestic uh, Restaurant uh, here in Kansas City, uh, Andrew Daly. And so um, today, the topic that uh, we're going to be discussing, or should I say the title of this episode, uh, is, uh, you happy now, kid? You shot your eye out. So, <laughs> And this, of course, is um, a kind of wrap-up of what's been going on the past week or two, and, of course, the uh, wrap-up on um, our election talks that we uh, had been having, because uh, the election talks... Uh, have been hilarious, and but first, um, let me do a couple RIPs, um, as we always do. Um, Sharon Jones uh, from Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Um, uh, anybody out there who doesn't know who that is, please uh, search on YouTube or wherever you hear your music and um, check out Sharon Jones. Um, think. Uh, 60s or 70s soul soul singer with a live band um, and uh, and she passed away um, at 60 and um, like I literally just saw her on on TV like a week ago performing with her band so yeah it was it was crazy she had a stroke and yeah I just I, I didn't see that one coming yeah wait a second mm-hmm the Dap Kings now wasn't the Dap the, the the big deal with the dance that Cam Newton was doing and everything. Uh, that is called the dab. Dab, not yeah. the dab. You're right. There yeah. you go. Okay, okay. The dab, okay. not the dab. I, you know, I'm old. I got to check these things. Out. <laughs> Make, sure, Make sure that I'm hip and cool. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, our second RIP, uh, which did happen about a month ago, but I just found out about it, and um, I thought it was interesting because um, I've had several conversations with um with other friends uh, outside of the podcast about uh, Christian Autogier, which uh, is, uh, of course, he had his own line of clothes with his own name on it, but he's probably best known for uh, his clothing line, Ed Hardy. Um, and also before that, uh, Von Dutch was, uh, was a Christian Autogier line too, and uh, he passed away, and I thought that was... I thought Quasi Polo. Uh, it's very possible because they were selling those things like hotcakes. <laughs> <laughs> like hotcakes. 
a few party snacks before we uh, dive into uh, the deep dish. Um, first, uh, the returns of Dave Chappelle and A Tribe Called Quest. Uh, me, being a massive fan of both, mm-hmm. uh, that was a huge thing for me. Uh, and by the way, uh, a Tribe Called Quest uh, has uh, scored their first number one album uh, in 20 years and that may be that may be the longest stretch between an active group having a number one record right um and how many original members um all the original members but one but one one passed away actually while making this album actually um um and speaking of which his name was Fife Dog and speaking of which um oh yeah Fife uh, received uh, a name, a street in uh, named after him in his honor, um, in of course his hometown of Queens, uh, New York, and uh, I thought that was pretty dope, you know. And seeing, so, uh, so who, who are the major players? Players in that Fife called Quest. Uh, so well, they all got nicknames. Yeah, so it was Q-Tip, um, kind of the kind of de facto front man. I've heard Q-Tip. Uh, Fife Dog, which... Is, so Q-Tip and Fife Dog were the kind of the front men of the group. Um, Ali Shaheed Muhammad, which was their DJ, and uh, Jerobi, which was which was oddly the fourth member of the group that I don't remember him ever actually rapping before, but he was in the group. He's always been a part of the group. Huh. Uh, but I don't remember him ever rapping before, but he he raps on this album. Uh, and I didn't realize he was that good. <laughs> so, well, so he, had, he had twenty years to get it right. Uh, yeah, apparently. Like, so, so you've like, been listening to like, the brothers for a while. Like maybe he sucked for a long time, but he got it right. I don't know. Either way it goes, I was like, wow, he sounds really good. Uh, and also, kind of to round out the uh, cast of characters for uh, a Tribe Called Quest, at least to get this album done. Um, one of their best friends and close collaborators, Buster Rhymes, was on several. Oh, songs. that's right. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah but was se- he was on They're several. On yeah, yeah, he was on several <laughs> songs. And uh, there's another, there's another slightly lesser known rapper uh, named Consequence, which actually uh, was a part of the group, um, but he didn't join the group until. Probably their third album, um, something like that. Um, when uh, at one point Fife was uh, Fife was getting sicker and uh, he moved down south trying to get a little better. And um, Q- Consequence, which is actually Q-Tip's cousin, um, stepped in and uh, and he kind of rounded out the uh, rounded out the, the the lineup in the group for for some time. And they actually hadn't made an album in 18 years so this was uh this was uh not only big that for them coming back for all of the kind of diehard hip-hop fans and diehard tribe fans but the fact that you get a group that can come back after that many years yeah and score a number one album is pretty amazing to me it seems almost surreal and strange to think of a tribe called quest as a as a legacy Group, yeah, yeah, you know? like yeah, but for especially for the genre, they really are. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I haven't listened to it yet. I can't wait to. I'm probably going to do that directly after this. I've I've heard that it's yeah, yeah. I mean, say if it, yeah, I mean, as far as just lyrical ability and production mm-hmm. talent, 
Um, yeah, they haven't haven't <coughs> excuse me haven't missed a step. They really haven't. Yep. Um, let's see. Um, oh, so I was looking at the uh, looking at the American Music Awards last night, <laughs> and uh, and uh, can, can I make a quick comment on that? Yeah, please. I tried to watch the AMAs last night. Mm-hmm. My beautiful wife, since I pissed her off, I better call her beautiful. Um, she is, but keep she going. She is beautiful. <laughs> but I want to make sure I stress that. Um, I, we have come to the conclusion that we are very old. <laughs> we're older than we thought we were. Okay. And it is a little bit depressing because not only did I not know who the hell any of these people were at all, for the most part, very strange music. <laughs> <laughs> hadn't, hadn't heard. No, even. some of this stuff was... Um, how do I say this? <laughs> I didn't feel like a lot of the men had any balls. Uh, they just, you know, it's just this woo-woo. I mean, whatever happened to, boom, I'm going to love my woman-type music, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, we're going to go to the park and hold hands and smell flowers. You know, we were, you know, I feel like making love, that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's passed. Yeah, there's a lot of and high-pitched male a, a singers large, right now. You know, real man. I've missed that a little bit. Well, That's, I think you'll find that it, it's going to balance out. I would certainly hope so, because there's a lot of little cuties and not much clothes up there singing and dancing these little boys. And I was really actually looking forward to seeing The weekend. Yeah. And I was really happy he cut his dog ears off. He did cut his, his dog ears off. He cut his dog off. ears off, and he, he, I knew he was a good-looking dude, I mean, so I was oh, uh, see that, but he, like, he sang this whole... Uh, okay. Yeah, well, when you let your dreads kind of oh, knot up and flap yeah. up oh, and, yeah. and become one big piece, that's called a that's <laughs> called a, that's called that's called a dog ear. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> this is my inter- I see things differently than most of you do. But, <laughs> but that is what you call them. We call them dog ear dreads. All right, good. Yeah. I, I'm glad I was. But uh, he sang the whole song in this glass mirror tunnel. I'm saying, you're on stage, dude. <laughs> Get up and sing. This isn't a video. Get up and sing. <laughs> Look at your crowd and sing. You know, they come there to see you sing, not watch. Well, maybe they did come to watch a video. That's what they all do on their phones. To watch it on the screen there. Because the man, my nephew's turned me on to the weekend. The weekend does some pretty cool songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. he's, he's got some serious talent. Yeah. And, you know, I don't say I like all of them, but some of them, man, good R&B. Yeah. Smooth, make them want to grab your girl. Yeah. And do some belly rubbing. All right. You know, type stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, I remember when, I remember a few years back when Drake discovered that kid. I was, I was like, this dude's going to be big. <laughs> like, I just, mm-hmm. like, I could hear it, like, the first song that I heard. I was like, this guy's going to be big if he plays his cards right. And but he I, obviously did. See, but after the weekend, I had to turn it off. So, <laughs> see, unfortunately, I miss Kanye, but. I'm sure that Rio will fill me in well on Kanye. You hear what Kanye did? 
Uh, well, he wasn't on the AMAs, but I did hear what Kanye did, Kanye which did it. is it one of the things? Which, which is one of the things. So it is perfectly right. fine sorry, to sorry. to uh, <laughs> it is perfectly fine to. I'm kind of hearing about this rant, but I haven't heard the rant. Uh, What's your, uh, can you give me the meat? Okay, Kanye actually had a rant. Uh, Kanye <laughs> wow. never done that before. <laughs> Kanye always has he a rant. Always has a rant. But okay. this one, this 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 one particular. Okay, first of all, let me say out there in podcast land. Normally. I can defend Kanye just about anything because <laughs> I often agree with what with the undertone of what he's trying to say. Sure. Like I I fully understand that he often doesn't know how to say what he needs to say properly. Right. But I usually get the gist so I can defend it. Yeah. So this time <laughs> uh, he's basically saying First of all, he goes on a full tirade because he's angry with uh, Jay Z and Beyonce for mm-hmm. something. What? I can't re- I can't recall why he's so upset. No, he's but it's personal but shit, right? yeah, but it's but it's personal shit. It's obvious it's personal shit. And yeah, and Jay and, yeah. and Jay Z needs to fucking call me. And I'm I'm disappointed in Beyonce because I put my career on the line for you. And just all kind of shit, and I'm just like, what the fuck is he talking about? He put his career on the line for Beyonce, well, really? Well, and that's what, well, I'm sure he's talking about the, 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 the Taylor Swift thing yeah. from from five or six years ago. Right. Either way it goes, I'm just like, okay, what is this dude talking about? This is sounding real ridiculous. Then he goes on to, um, I know that I told you guys that uh, I didn't vote. First of all, first problem, did not first problem that I didn't vote. Come on. Second problem. For and for not uh, him and Kaepernick can get for, together. Wait, fun. not for me personally, but I'm thinking about him completely losing his freaking fan base, which is he goes. But I didn't tell you if I had voted, I would have voted for Trump at a concert. He said a full, you know, arena full of people. I did not. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I expected. Oh, what do you think absolutely. the Kardashians voted for? They voted absolutely. for Trump. So no, they 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 put did all they? kind of money behind Hillary and everything. Did they really? Yeah, did you see I, figured, I figured they would. Yeah, no, nah, they put like thirty grand. They put like thirty grand in no, Hillary's. They, see the video they of Snoop Dogg. The Snoop Dogg behind the scenes. He was at the concert. No, I missed. I, I, I Snoop saw. Dogg was like, I'm just smoking joints. Maybe if Kanye smokes some joints, <laughs> he would be like this. He would calm down. He said, he said, I uh, don't know what Kanye's on, but if he would smoke a joint, <laughs> yeah. he, would not, he would not be safe. He would not be exactly. on this, right? Exactly. So, yeah, I wasn't concerned necessarily about what the, what the grown man, how he votes. My concern yeah. is, I know your audience is generally pretty freaking liberal. And you just really because it went into like a full ocean of confused booze because people because you know like Kanye fans are really die hard and they want to oh, love really and, and they want to love him yeah and then he's like I would have voted for Trump boo yeah. <laughs> like, like, I didn't even know what like, the, boo with a yeah like I didn't even know what to think about this this is this is so wrong yeah. so uh, speaking of rants uh, at, at I, the, I changed my opinion on Kanye now. yeah so, yeah it was yeah I didn't yeah I didn't see that one coming yeah speaking of speaking of rants it really wasn't a rant but it was funny so Drake was the most nominated artist in AMA AMA history yeah 
and he he didn't win like a million awards, but he he did take home three, so he was a big winner of the night. I don't think anybody won more than any any individual artist won more than more than maybe two. Um, mm-hmm. But he did take home three, and I in the one I saw him accept was uh was pretty hilarious. Um, I wanted to think it was like favorite you know male rap or something like that and uh but at the end you know i it, it just left me wondering who is he talking to because Drake? yeah because at the end before he gets off the stage and he was just like you know my new project more life is coming very soon because i think it's supposed to be coming out in december and uh and and uh and yeah, you know, yeah, there's gonna be a lot more, you know, a lot more, a lot more tune. I had, he said in in kind of a Jamaican patois, he said, you know, it's gonna be a lot more tune for your head top, so you better watch how you speak out your speak out your mouth about about me, which is basically, I got a lot more records coming, so watch your fucking mouth. And I was just like, who <laughs> is he talking to? Because yeah. I'm thinking to myself, I hope you're not still talking to Meek Mill. Meek's never gonna catch up. Right. Like, I, no disrespect. If you're out there listening to me, no disrespect. I think you're a good rapper, but you're never gonna catch up. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Like he's, I mean, he gets a billion streams and and a hundred million plays on his videos. You're not gonna catch up. So it's it's you know. So don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, look, you got Nicki Minaj. Be happy. Um, Wait, so. What? Uh, yeah, Meek Mills dating yeah. dating Nikki, so that's what I say. So be happy, like Great for me. yeah, 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 yeah. Great for me. I'm I'm not mad at him at all. Yeah. Um. Oh. Um. So they're gonna be, and I'm still trying to figure out where. Um. Because I, I didn't get a chance to fully read the story. They're gonna be doing a exhibit for uh, Muhammad Ali, and I saw that. Um, um, LeBron and Michael Jordan and uh, I want to say uh, Magic. Yeah. I know LeBron gave two point five million for Jesus. for the pro- for the project. Michael gave five million for the project. Jesus. And uh, and I want to say Magic gave a, a million for the project. So Magic I'm like, still has that cash? yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah, he runs a lot of businesses. Yeah, he runs a lot of businesses. Damn. I didn't realize he, he, but no, I didn't know. And uh, oh, and so uh, last but not least, um, I thought this was this was a sad party file, but I threw it in with the party snacks just because it was just brief stuff before we get to the real political stuff that I want to we want to talk about. Um, so I I didn't know this, but in New York uh, they named a park. After uh, Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys, right. so it's uh, um, um, Adam Yauch uh, Memorial Park, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, and uh, some fool uh, w- went around the park, and it's like a little kids park, you know, like literal right. playground. No reason to do this. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they went around uh, drawing swastikas all over the park, and uh, but the kids. Um, the kids wanted to show that, you know, they weren't uh, 
phased. I guess that's the best way to put it. And so they went and they put up pretty decorations all over the swastika so you couldn't see them anymore. Right. I just I thought that was kind of a, that was why I put it in snacks and not as a straight well, part of it. Like a tattoo cover up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they held a, I think they held a benefit of some kind too. Oh, wow. Uh, they, they held a, an event to speak out against oh, that yeah. direct action. Yeah. Of like, we don't condone this. this right, is, right, right, right. You know, don't, don't do this here. But let me ask you something. Yeah. From a different point of view. I, I have no doubt some of this is happening with some idiots out there on the, what they call the alt-right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you also think some of the alt-left is throwing some of this stuff down? <clears throat> For sure. To make it look bad. Well, I think that that is the case. Yes, but I think I think that uh, I mean just. Why wouldn't they go out and do that? I, that I, they they I, want I to had, do everything I they can to destroy. I had a whole uh, argument with this guy on the internet over this, and it's really like more prominent. The piggyback races. Um, are doing more of it than the left. That's 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 for sure. Yeah, um, We're talking like <clears throat> vandalism of a Muslim rum bakery in Brookside. Uh, somebody screaming white power at Al Habashi Mart in River Market. Uh, the smashing the window at a gay bar that's blocked from my house. Like this is stuff. <clears throat> well, the 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 election of the of the Trump candidacy has emboldened and made racism. Uh, open racism, <coughs> less sneaky than it than yeah, happened. Now I don't believe that it's necessarily true. Like I guess true Trump followers, but right. they have kicked up this dust. Well, yeah. And do do you think? But my question is, do you think that some alt left people, as they used to the term now, right, would go out and put something like that on something and say, hey, look, look, look. I mean, like sabotaging to stir the pot. Yes, yeah. I yeah. see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, but oh, and then cause attention to it, like, oh, look what I found. I feel, yeah. I feel that those are probably some cases, but in the specific case of the Sahara restaurant being vandalized three times since the president since the president elect uh, became an actual thing, uh, Sahara in Brookside, it was one of the things he mentioned well, here. They're they're uh, vandalized because they're Muslim three times, and it's it's a product of. Uh, you know, there's a campus there. There's a lot of young, dumb, and stupid people coming in, and you know, some of them live on campus. Agreed. Um, but I don't know that a lot of them have yeah. the ideals yet to be like coming up with those sneaky yeah. plans. Uh, I mean, I get what you're saying, but that—that's. But on the other hand, you got to realize too. You know, my wife is half Armenian. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that's a touchy subject. To do well, even you know, my friend Hefe sings with the with the uh, Heartlands Men's Chorus, which I support strongly. And it, these these people, they are accepted anymore. And I think they're overreacting a little bit because they were scared of the rhetoric. I think you will find things coming much more to center. But the problem is, is the rhetoric. And the rhetoric has emboldened. Well, I agree, but but aren't these really a like, like the alt left is really a minority. Isn't the alt right still a minority too? No. Yes, they are. No, I, I, I no, really no. The, the I don't alt, think there the, are the massive alt, amount. The alt right is not a minority. The alt right has just been receiving criticism, and they haven't reacted well to it. The alt right. The alt right is the majority. We can see that. Um, 
Well, I, 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 know, I think that's the right. I think yeah, the alt right no. is a totally different. I actually category. don't think the alt right is a majority. I think I think okay, if okay. we're really getting okay. into it, the DNC split the Democratic Party. If that ha- hadn't happened, none of we wouldn't be dealing with this right now. If they had if they hadn't split the party and just been like, okay, we have a new candidate who who has been in the office, who has been in govern government for such a long time. If they had gone with Bernie, I don't think we would have this problem. If they had gone with Hillary and Bernie hadn't been there, we wouldn't be having this problem. Uh, but they split the party. So everybody got excited about one person. I voted for a primary for the first time in my life. Never did that before. You voted for who? I voted in the primary. Bernie. Yeah. I voted for Bernie yeah. to try to get him into... I had never done that. And I voted uh, three times so far. And I've, I've held that right very dear to my heart. You, you should. It's an important right. I think so. You need so. to vote in primaries. Yeah. But I had never voted in a primary. So this was important to me for the first time, and I, you know, didn't matter that I lost. Well, before it we... then became, yeah. we got to keep this guy out of the office. We cannot get him in office. Like, I... So, there's so, so my question wrong. to you is, you know, you, you look at Trump holding out to a guy like Mitt Romney, who, you know, seriously gave him some major shit. I would rather Mitt Romney were president than Donald Well, I, I thought Mitt Romney would have been the better choice over Obama, and I mm-hmm. think history will tell you that, because... I, I think he really knows how to get things, but he held out to him to be Secretary of State. I think Mitt Romney has a very strong chance to be a very good Secretary of State. So what I'm saying is, I guess as Actually, far as... I would be okay with Romney yep. as Secretary of State. As far as I'm saying as overall... A, as opposed to some other decisions, yeah. G- give, it, g- give it time, because the one thing I understand as a businessman, I'm at my most successful when I give my foreman, my people that have run my company and do it in the field as a construction company, Ownership. I pick good people out there. I surround myself with good people. I can be the best business manager in the world, but I have to have good people working for me. Yeah. And, and I think that everybody needs to back off and say, hey, wait a minute here. Let's see what happens. But what if we have a good four years with Trump? Does that change some people's well, attitude? Absolutely. Because, yeah, because the, the thing is, is that, and I think what hurt the the Democratic Party more than everything, they made it so much about social issues. Mm-hmm. It's not about social. It's, it's about the economy, stupid. Mm-hmm. It really is. If, if we flourish as a country and we remain tolerant, yeah, and we remain tolerant, mm-hmm. and I think we will, because I don't think these things are going to get reversed in the Supreme Court. No. I was best man at my gay friend's wedding. I don't think they will either. But no, I would no, like no, to no, hear. No, I would no, actually no. like to hear Mario. Yeah, I was just going to say. Let me let me let me jump in there because yeah. there, there's definitely a couple of things that uh, couple of things that uh, I don't think you can really, unless you are a minority in any minority. It doesn't matter, you right. know, uh, what minority you are. But because we're talking, we've got four white people. Yeah. And then there's Mario. <laughs> yeah. So Mario. But, but Mario yes. also understands. You know, Mario went to my voiceover. Yeah, yeah, so, so no, yeah. absolutely. It was, and it was, a, yeah, it was a great, it was yeah. a great event. But, really I, but I will say, table, I, I will say matter. this. I, I, I think that, I, and the the reason that I don't necessarily just out now blame the Trump voter versus uh, versus uh, the rhetoric that kind of Trump was using. It is. The rhetoric he was using during the election is, is, was, and is. It's caustic. 
Well, it's it's terrifying. Let me let me be well, let me. That's that the way, word no, I heard a lot. My yeah, well, friends were terrified. Yeah, well, no, because if if you're a minority, if for, you're a minority for using that, it's terrifying. If, it's terrifying because what he what he was saying, whether he believed that stuff really or not, what he was saying is, you know, basically any type of minority, you know, basically I, I've got some kind of problem with you, and. That makes every minority group go, well, wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. What the fuck? You know, do. Is that how half the country really feels? Which makes you feel less safe walking the streets and less safe, you know, you know, just driving around doing your thing. And um, yes, I am of the ilk that he is. He's in office now. We need to go ahead and. Deal with it. Yeah, yeah, we need to deal with it. We need to try to, you know, you know, get behind whoever the president is, and we, so we can move. Right so we can, so we can move the country forward. So I guess for me, um, it's it's a it's a multi layered problem. So you've got, um, like to say the the alt right and the alt left, and and so the alt left really. Um, I don't even like using that term because really the alt left is really the people who have really been racist and it just hasn't been in political fashion right. to be racist. But with the way that the rhetoric had been kicked up during the during this campaign season, you like they feel encouraged that, you know, quote unquote, you know, I can we can have our country back. Now, I think for the average uh, Trump voter or whatever, it's not necessarily about any of the race issues as much as, you know, I was looking at uh, Showtime does this thing called the um, called the circus. And it is uh, it is uh, it's been like a weekly political documentary for uh this campaign and it's been because because this campaign has been so interesting but there has been this thing that they that they talked about um on the last episode um for um for the circus that i thought was in particular interesting and then i also watched uh, and i also know he's a very controversial figure michael moore did a movie called trump land yeah and uh and and um Michael has some very interesting things to say. Yeah, he really did have some very interesting. Well, well, I will say, but but I will say this. I will say this. um, He articulated the reasoning for for the average person to vote for Trump better than I've ever heard it. Yeah. Basically, you have, which is where I was originally going. I noticed in the circus. They were following them around those last couple of days and they were flying all over the country, you know, trying to get those last minute whistle stops in there and and talk to their base and get them charged up. And But what I noticed was Hillary went to the big cities. And Trump went to Scranton and and he went to every town that was disaffected 
by a plant closing or a, a, a steel mill closing or auto Full plant on. closing. Yeah, and so what? So what I found interesting. What I found interesting was, you know, in, in what Michael Moore was saying is that what you have isn't necessarily uh, this group of completely hateful people. You have a group of very angry people that, you know, our job got shipped away and we never got uh, we never got anything back. And we've had, you know, 20 years uh, of. You know, and and through and through uh, even the re- uh, Republican uh, uh, regimes that we've had that have not helped, uh, and because we've had no help or relief, um, and we've getting so many people falling out of the middle class, they're just angry at this point, and they're willing to throw a grenade in 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 the government, quote unquote, yes. and see where the rubble falls and try that something is else. The, that is the perfect thing to say. Yeah. So, uh, why this is happening? Wait, Brian, I want to I want to hear what Brian's going to say. Yeah. Give me one second. We've got new people joining uh, joining the panel right now. Um, I am not going to say who joined the panel because uh, you know one of them and one of them you don't. And uh, I think you'll know exactly who it is that joined the panel once they get to jumping into the conversation. Uh, but I will say this. Um, uh, this same person uh, um, is one of the uh, sponsors of the podcast. And uh, we are talking to you on a brand new uh, Blue Yeti mic. Microphone. Mm. Uh, thank you so much. Um, uh, two, this thing picks up everything. Put everything down really soft. Um, I'm sure uh, we couldn't even hear you talking when you were playing with the ice. Here, here. Just, <laughs> but wow. thank you so much. Hey, Slancha. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. And and with that slasher, you already know that is of course Lane Bolin and the other guest that I wasn't going to mention that I am now, his brother Connor. So, uh, so, Brian, you were you were going to jump into? Can this thing hear our inner monologues? Um, it <laughs> might. <laughs> it might. This is a really good mic. This is a really good mic. It's a really good mic. Those crimes that you committed ten years ago, don't think about those right now. Yeah. Lane said, "Thanks for the invite." And I'm out. I can't have my wife hearing these things. <laughs> I, I just think you've said about loud, <laughs> Brian. I think I think you hit it right. I mean, when you said willing to throw a grenade, I mean, I, I hear a lot from my family, who's in one of the small towns with yeah, 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 uh, absolutely. A plant that's shut down, and all they all, and then they all moved to another one that was there, and then it was shut down. That kind of that sort of mindset, and they feel. I I believe, and I haven't come out and said this because I don't really know that anyone's really analyzed it from over there, but I think that they finally felt that there was a candidate that listened to, like, I don't even know really that listened to him, but it was more of a, it was our way to get back. Like, finally, we can actually make, like, make them listen. Yeah. Them meaning anyone that's not. Yeah. You know, it's it's really an interesting kind of breakdown of... Kind of, a, of kind of establishments, you know. It's uh, you know, you know, big banks crash the economy. You know, big business 
doesn't pay people well. Right. You know, big, you know, big government, you know, is bloated and and it's ineffective and, yeah. and like and so I I I understand the anger, you know, but, uh, but I, I just be, don't know to, if. But to be mad about money, you know. Well, well, I think it versus was. Uh, a candidate who has allowed a certain amount of our po- of our population being the being the people who have fear mongering, racist rhetoric. Yeah, well, for them to say that's okay. Well, and I I'm think for him because well, and that and yeah. that is what is scary yeah. to basically all the minority groups. It's like, yeah. well, 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 is this the America that we thought we lived in? I, I think, and, and, and I don't know if it's the right, completely correct perspective. Yeah, but I understand uh, why. Well, I noticed uh, in, in a lot of my whenever I express my concerns over that, mm-hmm. like I told you about the businesses in my industry, mm. my industry, uh, places that I go to to yeah. to buy things yeah. um, that are not you know regular, um, and they've been affected and vandalized over it, and the the the, the main silencing argument is hey not everybody who voted for Trump is a racist yeah I know that but because you elected this guy that the racist piggybacked on well and this is you actually said, you said that's 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 not a big deal well and this is actually the reason that I I titled this episode you know you happy now kid you shot your eye out yeah yeah because yeah yeah, yeah you know it's you know, it's one of those things and uh which is one of the reasons that i i wanted to make sure that we had more than one perspective here because i do know big dave who is uh a dear friend of mine uh, did vote for trump and i don't uh I, i'm not oh, why did he vote for trump you know i'm just like He's got a perspective that I could understand when when you were explaining to me why you, you from a business person yeah. thinking that maybe a business person would have a better way of running things. But, but I, I understand that. But I will also say that my family being from rural areas in New Hampshire and in Missouri and in Kansas, they one of the things that really ginned them up was the fact that, wait a second, every time Hillary got up there, she's calling me a racist, she's calling me a homophobe, the Democrats are calling me all these things. And to a member of my family, who we have gay family, my brother-in-law's gay, he's been with his partner for 25 years. Well, and you know, which, is, which is the reason that, that, which is the very reason I said, I don't know if it was the right reason to if, to if, not if they, want Trump in the office. They're calling us this. Well, we yeah. have become more tolerant than you ever believed. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I, I, we I, accept these things. It's funny. And, every, and, and, and it really turned it really it, it turned did them turn off. It did and turn they, off. And they went out and voted. People that never voted before voted. Yeah, no, you're absolutely because right. Because that they said, wait a minute. You, you don't know me. If we get dial it back and give you the brevity, we would. They but did, they didn't you, know me. But you, well, still, I, you what, still voted in a guy yeah, I've, who I've, I've, used language that 
But it can be no disparages. It may be. It may be so. I don't disagree with you on that, Ben. But the bottom line is, it wasn't the guy that we necessarily voted for. It was the rhetoric we were exchanging from the Democratic Party that said, "Hey, you know, you're an asshole. You're, you're, a, you're you know, you're a bigot. You're, you're a homophobe. You're all these things." Well, the first of three was correct. Hey, 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 hey! You don't know me. You are not a bigot. Resorting to ad hominem no. attacks. Well, okay, yeah. so so okay. here's so here's but so at here's the same time. so so here's the real question because I I want to get to what you were going to say, but here's 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 the real question: Is the ballot box the right place for anger management? <laughs> well, be, because I understand it, what it you're saying. I understand what you're saying. It should not have been. But but the problem is that the Democratic Party, why they suffer so bad, Hillary, yeah. is they made it an issue. It should not have been that issue. Also, I'll say that all your life you're told, yeah, but you have a vote and that's what counts. So that's they're seeing it. Like people. Oh are yeah, no, it. absolutely. Actually, that is the absolutely. Place where absolutely. I can have my they, they made a mistake. If you live in Michigan, Making Wisconsin, that the Pennsylvania, well, right. and Florida, all my life I've been told to sit down and so shut up. Lane, do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. They, they they screwed up by making that the issue. Yeah. They would if they had not made that the issue, I believe they would have won. Would have crushed it. I definitely believe we they would have won. Look, we weren't looking to win in so much. But that's the point, though, Ben. It is about winning. Yeah, because at some well, point, yeah, one, some, one person's got to win and one person's got to lose. It, it, this, this, this is the game. But that and the game is about winning. Every single demographic that's there's, there's disenfranchised no and in... There's no safe space in winning. No, it's I'm not doing place. safe space campus politics. My I'm safe talking, space is behind a rifle. I'm talking about, <laughs> like I said, I'm talking about people in my industry, people I know, people I do business Lane. with on a regular basis. Front towards you know, enemy. That, that, that you voted for a candidate that emboldened people to go out and literally harass, vandalize, harm, attack on okay. You now, said, you said, well, then, then you, let's go. Let's go said, to the, the the demonstrations that, uh, especially in Borden, where they went in and destroyed property and everything else. You know, you can go. My point yeah. being is that you can go both ways with it. And and we'll yell at each other over the same thing that we both think is wrong all the time. Right. right. And we shouldn't because we Bingo. both believe in this. Because thing. it's a bigger thing. Yeah. The bigger thing is America. Yeah. You know yeah. what I always what the I, I do think is truly interesting. America because yeah. we are Americans, and, and the bottom line is is that we survive best when we're Americans. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know, I you know the funny thing is I think that uh, you get a lot of you know like I say we were talking about alt right and alt left and like I say and I really just believe that there is no alt left. I believe that the alt left is the people who the the, the actual racists. Yeah, I don't believe that is the majority of the left. Right. You know, because look, I I know a lot. In fact, I know way more than I thought I knew uh, uh, Republicans. Yeah. And but working here, every I, every I single Republican I know. I've had conversations many times. Yeah. Every yeah. single Republican I personally know is a awesome human being, like just a great person. 
you know, gives to great causes, gives their time, their money, their energy. They care about yeah. everybody around yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to make everybody around them We want to happy. raise them up. Yeah. yeah. We make, want to raise them yeah. up. That's what most of the people I know that I would call Republican, I mean, I would say 85% of them, realistically, we want to raise people up. And that's what we're about. And one of the things we voted against with, with uh, against Hillary is that we do want to see, we want to see people come up. We and, and this is done by economy. Yeah. We we can best raise people up when they have good jobs. You know, it goes back to my platform when I was trying to get elected. <laughs> that you know, let's let's pay, let's get somebody to take a forty hour a week job and continue to pay the stipend. We're paying the stipend anyway. Give them six months on that. Give them a chance to get out of the hole. And then you don't—you fell after six months. You you fall back in for six months. Uh, you got to depend on missionaries and charities and different things like that. But we still need to. And talk. then six months later, you get a second chance because that's America. We get a second chance. Sometimes we get a third chance. Sometimes we get a fourth chance. But we still need to talk about the fact but, that his administration has been. Publicly, but you know what I would say. I had no chance to do anything. Well, I, I say I, I would say have administration. Well, I, well, which is where I was going. Yeah. You know, I think I the, know. I think the, I, I think. But Muslim, and I, and I, Muslim, Muslim registry. <coughs> well, I've, I've said I've said this before when. Uh, it's just well, rhetoric. Have been the war. Ask them about. That. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've said I've it's said this. Just rhetoric. I've said this. Yeah, I've, I've said this before. One, I think a rhetoric, lot of rhetoric. Rhetoric, you, rhetoric can be dangerous, but I will. Say, I will say this: I really do believe that. Uh, you know, it's funny. At Saturday Night Live, you know, the the opening skit was you know Alec Baldwin does his uh, his Trump impression. So uh, hmm. Pence comes in, and, and he's really good at. Oh it. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pence comes in, and he's saying, "Yeah, we're getting a lot of flack about uh, you know this appointment." Well, let's not do it. <laughs> you know, and he, he's like, you know, and people are really upset about the, uh, you know, Muslim registry. Well, so let's that Steve Bannon is yeah. a cabinet member. For yeah. Five. Well, you know, the, so I had this conversation um, last week with with somebody. I really believe when you get a certain level of privilege, especially uh, in in America. Hey, what's going on, podcasters? Let's acknowledge the good friends of the Law Party Podcast. The Majestic Restaurant and Pendergast Club carrying on Kansas City's tradition of great food and great jazz, 931 Broadway in Kansas City, Missouri. The J. Rieger Kansas City Distillery. Whiskey, gin, vodka. That is oh so good. And friend of the podcast and panelist, Lane Bolin, managing to keep the podcast going. Apparently wealthy or not. Now onto our regularly scheduled program. Bolden. Well, I agree, but, but aren't these really a, like, like the alt-left is really a minority? Isn't the alt-right still a minority, too? No. no. Yes, they are. No, I, I, I no, really no. The, the I don't alt, think the, there are the a massive alt, amount the of The alt-right is not a minority. The alt-right has just been receiving criticism, and they haven't reacted well to it. The, well, alt-right, the alt-right is the majority. We can see that. Um, well, I, I, I know. I think that's the right. <laughs> I think yeah, the alt right no. is a totally different. I actually category. don't think the alt right is the majority. I think I think okay, if we're okay. really getting okay. into it, the DNC split the Democratic Party. If that hadn't happened, none of we wouldn't be dealing with this right now. If they had if they hadn't split the party and just been like, okay, we have a new candidate who who has been in office, who has been in government, 
in government for such a long time. If they had gone with Bernie, I don't think we would have this problem. If they had gone with Hillary and Bernie hadn't been there, we wouldn't be having this problem. Uh, but they split the party. So everybody got excited about one person. I voted for a primary for the first time in my life. Never did that before. You voted for who? I voted in the primary. Bernie. Yeah. I voted for Bernie yeah. to try to get him into... I had never done that. And I voted uh, three times so far. And I've, I've held that right very dear to my heart. You, you should. Know? And it's I, an important right. I think You need so. to vote in primaries. Yeah. But I had never voted in a primary. So this was important to me for the first time. And I, you know, it didn't matter that I lost. Well, before it we... It then became, yeah. we got to keep this guy out of the office. We cannot get him in office. Like, I... So, there's so, so my question wrong. to you is, you know, you, you look at Trump holding out to a guy like Mitt Romney, who, you know, seriously gave him some major shit. I would rather Mitt Romney were president than Donald Well, I, I thought Mitt Romney would have been the better choice over Obama, and I mm -hmm. think history will tell you that, because I, I think he really knows how to get things. But he held out to him to be Secretary of State. I think Mitt Romney has a very strong chance to be a very good Secretary of State. So what I'm saying is, I guess as Actually, far as... Actually, I would be okay with Romney yep. as Secretary of State. As far as I'm saying, as, overall, a, as opposed to some other decisions, yeah. Give it, give, give it time, because the one thing I understand as a businessman, I'm at my most successful when I give my foreman, my people that run my company and do it in the field as a construction company, ownership. I pick good people out there. I surround myself with good people. I can be the best business manager in the world. But I have to have good people working for me. Yeah. And, and I think that everybody needs to back off and say, hey, wait a minute here. Let's see what happens. But what if we have a good four years with Trump? Does that change some people's well, attitude? Absolutely. Because, because yeah, of course it will. The, the thing is, is that, and I think what hurt the, the Democratic Party more than everything, they made it so much about social issues. Mm -hmm. It's not about social. It's, it's about the economy, stupid. It really is. If, if we flourish as a country and we remain tolerant, yeah. and we remain tolerant, and I think we will, because I don't think these things are going to get reversed in the Supreme Court. No. I was best man at my gay friend's wedding. I don't think they will either. But I would actually you know, like to hear Mario's. Yeah, I was just going to say, let me, let me, let me jump in there, because yeah. there, there's <laughs> definitely a couple of things that, uh, couple of things that uh, I don't think you can really... Unless you are a minority, in any minority, it doesn't matter you know, right. uh, what minority you are. Because we're talking, we've got four white people, Yeah. and then there's Mario. <laughs> yes. So Mario. But, but Mario Please. also understands. You know, Mario went to my voice over. Yeah, yeah, so, no, yeah, absolutely. It was, it, it was, it yeah, was but, a great, it was yeah. a great event. We had a but really good say, table, didn't That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I think that... And the the reason that I don't necessarily just out now blame the Trump voter versus uh, versus uh, the rhetoric that kind of Trump was using, it is the rhetoric he was using during the election is is was and is it's caustic. Well, it's it's terrifying. Let me, let me well, do, let me, that's that a word I've heard a lot. And my yeah, well, gay friends were terrified. Yeah, well, no, because if, if you're a minority, if for, you're a minority for using that it's word, terrifying. If, it's terrifying because what he what he was saying, whether he believed that stuff really or not, what he was saying is, you know, 
basically any type of minority, you know, basically I, I've got some kind of problem with you. And that makes every minority group go, well, wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, do. Is that how half the country really feels? Which makes you feel less safe walking the streets and yeah. less safe, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just driving around doing your thing. And um, yes, I am of the ilk that he is. He's in office now. We need to go ahead and deal with this. Yeah, yeah we need to deal with. It. We need to try to, you know, you know, get behind whoever the president is, and so we can So I guess for me, um, it's it's a it's a multi layered problem. So you've got, uh, like you say, the the alt-right and the alt-left. And and so the alt-left, really, um, I don't even like using that term because really the alt-left is really the people who have really been racist and it just hasn't been in political fashion right. to be racist. But with the way that the rhetoric had been kicked up during the during this campaign season... Like they feel encouraged that you know, quote unquote, you know, I can we can have our country back. Now, I think for the average uh, Trump voter or whatever, it's not necessarily about any of the race issues as much as you know. I was looking at uh, Showtime does this thing called the um, called the circus. And it is, uh, it is, uh, it's been like a weekly political documentary for uh, this campaign, and it's been because because this campaign has been so interesting. But there has been this thing that they that they talked about um, on the last episode um, for uh, for the circus that I thought was in particular interesting, and then I also watched. Uh, and I also know he's a very controversial figure. Michael Moore did a movie called Trumpland. Yeah. And uh, and and um, Michael had some very interesting things to say. Yeah, he really did have some very interesting. Well, I'm not a fan of him, but he is introspective. But I, but I will say this. Yes. I will say this. Um, he articulated the reasoning for for the average person to vote for Trump. Better than I've ever heard it. Yeah. Basically, you have, which is where I was originally going, I noticed in the circus, they were following them around those last couple of days, and they were flying all over the country, you know, trying to get those last-minute whistle stops in there and, and talk to their base and get them charged up. And But what I noticed was Hillary went to the big cities, and Trump went to Scranton. Yep. And and he went to every town that was disaffected by a plant closing or a, a, a steel mill closing or auto Coal plant mines. closing. Yeah. And so what so what I found interesting, what I found interesting was, you know, in, in what Michael Moore was saying is that what you have isn't necessarily uh, this group of completely hateful people. You have a group of very angry people that, you know, 
our job got shipped away, and we never got uh, we never got anything back. And we've had, you know, twenty years uh, of, you know, and and through and through uh, even the re- uh, Republican uh, uh, regimes that we've had that have not helped. Uh, and because we've had no help or relief. Um, and we've getting so many people falling out of the middle class. They're just angry at this point, and they're willing to throw a grenade in 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 the government, quote unquote. Yes. And see where the rubble falls, and try that something else. That is the that is the perfect thing to say. Yeah. So for uh, why this is happening. Wait, Brian, you were. I want to. I want to hear what Brian's going to say. Yeah. Give me one second. We've got new people joining uh, joining the panel right now. Um, I am not going to say who joined the panel because uh, you know one of them and one of them you don't. And uh, I think you'll know exactly who it is that joined the panel once they get to jumping into the conversation. Uh, but I will say this. Um, uh, this same person uh, uh, is one of the uh, sponsors of the podcast, and uh, we are talking to you on a brand new uh, Blue Yeti microphone. Mm. Uh, thank you so much. Um, uh, two, this thing picks up everything, put everything down really soft. Um, I'm sure uh, we couldn't even hear you talking when you were playing with the ice. Here, here. Just, <laughs> but <laughs> thank you so much. Hey, Sancho. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. And and with that slasher, you already know that is of course Lane Bolin. And the other guest that I wasn't gonna mention that I am now, his brother Connor. So that should be here. Uh so Brian, you were you were gonna jump into Can this thing here or inner monologues? Um it might, <laughs> I'm wondering. It might. This is a really good mic. Will my conscience betray me? This is a really good mic. It's a really good mic. Those crimes that you committed 10 years ago, don't think about those right now. Yeah. Lane said, thanks for the invite. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I can't have my wife hearing these things. <laughs> I, I just think you said about loud. <laughs> Brian. I think, I think you hit it right. I mean, when you said willing to throw a grenade, I mean, I, I hear a lot from my family, who's in one of the small towns with yeah, uh, a plant that's shut down and... Well, they all, then they all moved to another one that was there, and then it was shut down, that kind of, that sort of mindset. And the, they feel, I, I believe, now they haven't come out and said this, because I don't really know that anyone's really analyzed it from over there, but I think that they finally felt that there was a candidate that listened to, like, I don't even know really that listened to him, but it was more of a, it was our way to get back. Like, finally, we can actually make, like, Make them listen. Yeah, them meaning anyone that's not. Yeah, drunk. you know it's it's really a interesting kind of breakdown of kind of a, of kind of establishments. You know, it's uh, you know you know big banks crash the economy. You know, big business doesn't pay people well. Right. You know, big you know big government. You know, is bloated and and, and is ineffective and, yeah. and like and so I I I understand the anger, you know, but, uh, but I just be, don't know don't, if but to be mad about money, you know, well, but I think it versus uh, a candidate who has allowed a certain amount of our pop of our population being the 
being the people who have fear mongering, racist rhetoric. Yeah, well, for them to say that's okay. Well, and I I'm going to vote for him because. Well, and that and yeah. that is what is scary yeah. to basically all the minority groups. It's like, yeah. well, 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 is this the America that we thought we lived in? I think, and, and I don't know if it's the right, completely correct perspective. Yeah, but I understand uh, why. Well, I've noticed uh, in, in a lot of my whenever I express my concerns over that, mm-hmm. like I told you about the businesses in my industry, mm. my industry, uh, places that I go to to yeah to buy things yeah. um, that are not. You know, regular, um, and they've been affected and vandalized over it. And the 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 main silencing argument is, hey, not everybody who voted for Trump is a racist. Yeah, I know that, but because you elected this guy, that the racist piggybacked on. Well, and this is you actually, said you said that's 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 not a big deal. Well, and this is actually the reason that I. I Tied up this episode, you know, you're happy now, kids, you shot your eye out. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Literally this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things, and uh, which is one of the reasons that I, I wanted to make sure that we had more than one perspective here, because I do know Big Dave, who is uh, a dear friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, did vote for Trump, and I don't, uh, I, I'm not, why did he vote for Trump? You know, I'm just like, He's got a perspective that I could understand when when you were explaining to me why you, you from a business person yeah. thinking that maybe a business person would have a better way of running things. But, but I, I understand that. But I will also say that my family being from rural areas in New Hampshire and in Missouri and in Kansas, they one of the things that really ginned them up was the fact that, wait a second, every time Hillary got up there, she's calling me a racist, she's calling me a homophobe, the Democrats are calling me all these things. And to a member of my family, who we have gay family and brother-in-law's gay, he's been with his partner for 25 years. Well, and you know, which, is, which is the reason that, that, which is the very reason I said, I don't know if it was the right reason to, if, to if, not if they, want Trump if in quit, quit calling us this. Well, we, we yeah. have become more tolerant than you ever believed. Yeah, well, quit you know, calling funny, us this. I, I, we, I, we accept these things. It's funny. And, every, and, 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 and it really would, turned, it really it, it turned them turn off. off. It did they, turn they, off. And they went out and voted. People that never voted before voted. Yeah, no, you're absolutely Be, right. Because that they said, wait a minute. You, you, you don't know me. If we could dial it back and give you the brevity, we would. They but didn't, they didn't you, know me. But you well, still I, you well, still voted in a guy yeah, I, who I, I, used language that but it completely I, you know, disparages. You know, it may be it may be so. I don't gr- disagree with you on that, Ben. But, but the bottom line is, it wasn't the guy that we necessarily voted for. It was the rhetoric we were exchanging from the Democratic Party that said, hey, you know, you're an asshole, you're, you're, a, you're, you know, you're a bigot, 
day. You're, you're a homophobe. You're all these things. Well, the first and, 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 and we're going, hey, 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 you don't know me. You have no idea who the fuck I am. You're not a bigot. Resorting to ad hominem no. attacks. Well, okay, yeah. so so Agreed. here's so here's but so at here's, the same time. So so here's the real question because I I want to get to what you were gonna say. But here's 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 the real question: Is the ballot box the right place for anger management? <laughs> well, be, because <laughs> I understand it, it, what it should you're not have been. I understand what you're saying. It should not have been. But but the problem is, is that the Democratic Party, why they suffer so bad, Hillary, yeah. is they made it an issue. It should not have been that issue. Also, I'll say that all your life you're told, yeah, but you have a vote and that's what counts. So that's, they're seeing it. Like, people oh, are yeah, seeing no, it. Right? Absolutely. Actually, that is the absolutely. place where absolutely. I can have my... They, they made a mistake. If you live in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, well, and right, Florida, yeah. well, and your vote counts in Florida until the college. Lane, do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. They, they they screwed up by making that the issue. Yeah. They would if they had not made that the issue, I believe they would have won. Would have crushed it. I definitely believe we they would have won. We weren't looking to win, in so much. But that's the point, though, Ben. It is about winning. Yeah, because at some no, point, yeah. bottom line is, obviously, it, it, this, this, this is the game. But that and the game is about every single demographic that's there's, there's disenfranchised no and, and... There's no safe space in winning. No, I'm not doing place. safe space campus politics. My I'm safe talking, space is behind a right. I'm talking about, <laughs> like I said, I'm talking about people in my industry, people I know, people I do business with on a regular basis. That, that, that you voted for a candidate that emboldened people to go out and literally harass, vandalize, harm, attack on a regular basis. Okay. You now, said you said Well then, then you, let's go let's go said, to the, the, the demonstrations that especially in Borton where they went in and destroyed property and everything else. You know, you can go my point being yeah. is that you can go both ways with it. And and we'll yell at each other over the same thing that we both think is wrong all the time. Right right. And we shouldn't because we Bingo. both believe in the same thing. Because things. it's a bigger thing. Yep. The bigger thing is America. Yeah. You know yeah. what I always what the bigger I, I thing is truly that. America because yeah. we are Americans, and and the bottom line is is that we survive best when we're Americans. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, you know, the funny thing is I think that uh, you get a lot of, you know, like I said, we were talking about alt right and alt left, and like I say, and I really just believe that there is no alt left. I believe that the alt left is the people who the the, the actual racists. Yeah, I don't believe that is the majority of the left. Right. You know, because look, I had, I know a lot. In fact, I know way more than I thought I knew uh, uh, Republicans. Yeah. And of working here, every I, every I've single Republican I know. I've had conversations many times. Yeah, every yeah. single Republican I personally know is a awesome human being. Like, just a great person. You know, gives to great causes, gives their time, their money, their energy. They care about yeah. everybody around yeah, yeah, them, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they want to make everybody around them happy. We want happy. to raise them up. Yeah. yeah. We make, want to raise them yeah. up. That's what most of the people I know that I would call Republican, I, mean, I would say 85% of them, realistically, we want to raise people up. And that's what we're about. And one of the things we voted against with, with uh, against Hillary 
is that we do want to see, we want to see people come up. We, and, and this is done by economy. Yeah. We, we can best raise people up when they have good jobs. You know, it goes back to my platform when I was trying to get elected. <laughs> that, you know, let's, let's, pay, let's get somebody to take a 40-hour-a-week job and continue to pay the stipend. We're paying the stipend anyway. Give them six months on that. Give them a chance to get out of the hole. And then you don't, you fell after six months, you, you fall back in for six months. Uh, you got to depend on missionaries and charities and different things like that. But we still need to talk. And then six months later, you get a second chance because that's America. We get a second chance. Sometimes we get a third chance. Sometimes we get a fourth chance. But we still need to talk about the fact but, that his administration has been... Publicly, but his you administration has had no chance to do anything. Well, I, I say I, he I doesn't say, have administration. Well, I, well, which is where I was going. You know, I think. I the, know. I think the. I, I think. But Muslim, and I, and I, Muslim I, registry. Are you well, kidding I, me? I've said I've said this before. When uh, it's just well, these rhetoric. two have been to war. Ask them about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I've said I've said it's this. Just rhetoric. I've said this. Yeah, I've, I've said this before. One, I think a rhetoric, lot. Rhetoric, rhetoric affects people. Rhetoric can be dangerous, but I will, say, I will say this: I really do believe that. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, Saturday Night Live. You know, the the opening skit was you know Alec Baldwin does his uh, his Trump impression. So uh, <laughs> Pence comes in, and, and he's really good at. Oh it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pence comes in, and he's saying, "Yeah, we're getting a lot of flack about uh, you know this appointment." Well, let's not do it. <laughs> you know, and he, he's like, you know, and people are really upset about the, uh, you know, Muslim registry. Well, and so we hope that Steve Bannon isn't yeah. a cabinet member. Yeah. Fuck. Well, you know, so I had this conversation um, last week with, with somebody. I really believe when you get a certain level of privilege, especially uh, in, in America, you get... You know, which is which is hilarious. Everybody out there in podcast land. Uh, I am the only black person at the table uh, with a table full of white guys. Mm -hmm. So what I am about to say, black uh, Irish. Uh, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got soul, Mario. <laughs> you and do I, have soul. And I found out through Ancestry. dot com that I'm full on white. I am so white. It's <laughs> yeah. Uh, Continue, please. <laughs> Uh, I grew up on D Street. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, I listen to Soul Train. <laughs> I learned how to dance on Soul Train. <laughs> All right. Uh, what I what All I right. do believe is uh, what I do believe is that kind of that kind of that rich white male privilege. It it really allows you not to see things that may be there. Yeah, you know, I, I don't so, disagree with that. Because I mean, think about it like this: if the country is basically set up for you, you yeah, from the founding, because there was a bunch of rich white males who yeah. founded this country, so they set it up. That for didn't rich get white. along. Yeah, so that didn't get along. But they knew one thing: they were, you want not go fuck with my money. So therefore, we're gonna set this thing up so we we can all keep what we got and maybe grow it. So yeah. if the country's already set up in your favor, that's a lot of stuff. You don't even actually have to recognize that it's real that's true. until somebody says, "Hey, uh, you know that's fucked up, right?" And you, then you go, uh, well, yeah, "What? What is? What? What happened?" But which is and then, every and then, single Trump appointment so far. And then there's a bunch of people offering arguments who want to silence that argument. Well, they do it all again, the time. 
Once again, well, I I don't I don't believe uh, in I don't believe and and I'm I'm using this word uh, in the broadest term. Like I don't believe the oppressor has the right to tell the oppressed how to feel about being oppressed. Yes. And Indeed. go ahead. No, I, I, I was just harping in that, as you're saying, most of these individuals that you're speaking about, uh, the, that, 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 that um, population of uh, rich, white, overprivileged males within this country have never had to rely on uh, state or government assistance programs exactly. to I mean, make ends meet. I mean, if you, if, look, if you, well, once again, and I'm not saying that this is a horrible thing, because trust me, when I get to some fuck you money, I'm passing it down to my kids too. So, mm-hmm. I will say this. Um, if you grew up with money, and your dad gives you a five ten million dollar loan to start your business, you you just don't know the problems of the single you know single black single Mexican or shit single white mother trying to just raise some kids. You don't know those problems. So if you're doing something that harms that demographic, you really wouldn't know it until somebody says, "Hey, you know that's fucked up, right?" And uh, and then you go, oh shit, is is it fucked up? I like I didn't know, or oh no, shit, no. you did. More you, you know your appointee was uh, did a racist website, right? Uh, d- did he? Like because you really except don't have you, to know. Except whenever that's pointed out, more often than not, it's like they go into full on defensive mode. I like, should. Like, they find every reason to uh, call you an asshole for not being as successful as their entire family as long as it's been. And that's yeah, wrong. And, and, yeah, that's and, wrong. That is wrong. I should have pumped my dad for more money. <laughs> hey, I've been, I've been in a position, you know, where, where, <laughs> I, where I fucked up. I didn't make the right decisions. I uh, wasn't mm-hmm. able to pay my bills because I drank too much and I was a dumbass, right? Yeah. So what I do? I, I Remember, said, I he said, said hey, it on this podcast. I said, he hey, too much, and he was a dumbass. I said, "Hey, Dad, can you help me out? Because I fucked up." And yeah. my dad was like, "Yeah, you fucked up, you idiot." And still, yeah, kept me out of. He 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 let me not drown. You yeah. know. Yeah, I, there's a lot of people out there who don't have that. Yeah, that a lot net. of people don't have any safety net. It's, yeah. You know, it's like if, if you get into trouble and, you know, you're poor and a lot of we, different minorities. We need a safety net for those people, but we don't need to allow the abuse. That's the thing that I think a lot of people don't, like, want to talk about is, like, we don't want to abuse that system, but it does need to be there because not everybody has a fucking dad that'll be like, yeah, you're an idiot, but, yeah, okay, here. But here you go. Yeah. Well, Come you know, on. We, we, the, the morning... The morning, or I guess it was the afternoon, day after the mm-hmm. election, Mariana, you and I talked for a little bit outside, and, you know, it was the same thing that I, I told you, that I had had a friend that was really struggling with, with it, and, it, and they aren't like me, but right. the thing that I said to him, and I didn't want to be, um, you know, really, I guess, patronizing to them, is, which was, hey, I n- naively see this world through a lens of a white guy. Yeah. And... I don't want to pretend like I'm like I understand exactly what's going through, but you have my support and whatever it is you need, and I think you'll find a lot of people like that. Absolutely, yeah, I I fully agree with that. I I think in this world there are more good people than not, and some of them may not act on their goodness, but I think there are more good people than not. I think there are more well well intentioned. My point all along is that yeah. 
these people are in a minority that go either way. They really are. The majority of people, we want to see America succeed. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That, yeah, that's think, the bottom think, line. Uh, yeah, I think we, left, we have hope right. that Trump will put the people into place yeah, that brings left. our country forward. Now, I, I will say, I, I, I completely agree with that. Now, here's my one Trump problem. My one actual Trump problem. And I was actually... My one actual <laughs> Trump problem is... Uh, I... And I see, and I see this a lot. Definitely not just with with Trump, but I see this a lot. And the problem is, don't don't tell people just out and out fabrications. Don't, don't lie to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what and what I mean by that? Give is, up Twitter, damn it! it was, yeah, <laughs> first, yeah, one get get the fuck off Twitter. Uh, but but I will say this: here's here's the out and out lie problem. Um, so you're in Scranton. You know, and you know all the factories have uh, left your town, and you're disenfranchised, and you're upset. So you want to lob this grenade into the system, and okay, I fully understand that. Now, in order to get them to lob your grenade in the system, you say, "I'm going to bring your jobs back." No, you're fucking not. No, and not because you don't want to bring jobs back, but the reality is, you can't. most of these fucking jobs are never coming back. Ever. And so that's, I think, to me, it has the potential of being more harmful than it was before. Because. More harmful than the good. Yeah, than whatever good could come out of it. Because if, if you ran, if you got voted in because people think you can affect some real change and you can bring their jobs back, and, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't happen. Yeah. See, because there are a lot of jobs open in America, but I would understand. But people are going to have to get. Re-tooled. I would understand if it was a genuine politician, like somebody who is like, "Look, I'm going to do my best to actually economically affect you people." But yeah. then he got elected, and every single sign <laughs> that yeah. he's going to change things doesn't exist. Like, yeah, you know, that's actually interesting to think about because you know. Everyone always talks about, oh, they're just going to say whatever they can say to get in office. Yeah. But what happens when someone actually does that? It says everything they're just trying to say just to get in office, and then they can't make any of them happen. Well, it, well, I will say this. We see this happen every election cycle. I think every candidate has good intentions when they're talking to their mm-hmm. to their base. But they want to be able to do the things that they're saying. Then reality hits them in the face. Yeah, which I just don't think... I think which is which is my personal one reason that I could not ever swing a vote toward Trump. It wasn't because of all the other crap he said. Yeah. Although, trust me, that has something to do with it. Yeah. But really, I'm listening to the stuff that you're you're saying you want to do. You want to you want to build a wall. You want to deport all these people. You want. And so I'm not necessarily even listening to it from a race standpoint. I'm just going, okay, that wall is never going to get fucking built. Uh, yep. He's never going to deport all these people. Like we, it, because logistically, what it's going to take to do it, you're never going to get the support necessary because support means money, and part of what you ran on was government being bloated and all this other stuff. Yeah. So it's going to bloat the government in a massive amounts of ways to do any 
of the stuff that he yeah. was saying. You can't talk about right. reducing and taxes that's what and expanding me. government reach at the same time. Yeah, he's not draining the swamp, as he says. I, 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 got, I got an interesting... I like political cartoons. And, and this is called the Patriot, Patriot Post. It's a very right-wing yeah. thing, and they have Patriot humor. And it's, it's a mother talking to her son. The mother is wearing a, a, a Make America Great hat again, or her son's an obvious liberal. First, first frame, Ford isn't moving to Mexico. He says you're a Nazi. The dollar is on the rise. You are a white supremacist. When officials leave government, they can't be lobbyists for five years. You are a homophobe. <laughs> the stock market is up. This is just like 9-11. It's time for a patriotic sim a simulation. It's time for you to die. He takes his Trump hate sign and whacks it over their head. And she says, they see you for Thanksgiving, son. <laughs> you know, that is kind of kind of radical, but it, you know, that, but that is kind of the American is, conversation is, right now. Thanksgiving's going to be interesting. No, oh, it's going to be really. It's going to be interesting in my family because you know I got people coming out from Connecticut. Yeah. No, I, I had an entire argument on the internet with a guy, and we both ended with Happy Thanksgiving. We will try not to have these conversations at Thanksgiving. But we will. No, but we will. But we will. <laughs> yeah, but well, we'll try not This to is actually the first presidency that uh, this dialogue will continue for months. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like it's I, I, it's not something that's going to stop in like a week. Like you're from Chillicothe, I don't know what your family's thinking. You know, which is what? Go ahead, please. Well, I would imagine your family's thinking that you know they're fairly uh, Trump voters for the most part. No, they vote for Hillary. But your dad's no, a, your no. dad's a prosecutor. Yeah, and it still is. No, no, no. He was a prosecutor for 25 years. He's retired. Yeah. Now, no. Now, now he's, what, what is he doing? Now, now? he's a defense and civil litigation attorney. Well, what a switch is that? <laughs> well, he. How well, interesting! You know, he, it, is, he it, lost, it is very he, interesting. He lost an election for circuit court judge. Okay. To a defense attorney, obviously. So he ran on a Democratic ticket, as, as trying to be a trying to be a circuit court judge, and lost to a defense attorney who ran on the Republican side. So when you do that, when you when you prosecute, how, how did he vote? Out of curiosity. Uh, actually, in the primary, my father voted for Bernie Sanders. Oh wow! And that blows my mind. <laughs> but, but I will. <laughs> I am I am truly surprised by that. But well, I will say this: I, was, I know Chill Coffee. I was too, and uh, that's because I talked to him about that. I said, because Hillary and Bernie were, you know, contention for uh, the Democratic candidate. And I told him all of my concerns over putting Hillary as an immigrant candidate. And, and he was pro-Hillary at first. And I was able to sway him to, to conscientiously vote for Bernie Sanders. And he did. Not only that, my neighbor, my neighbor, a guy named Steve Franke, who runs a glove factory where he gets most of his products from China. The guy spends half his time in China. You know, like he he voted for Bernie too. Livingston County, Missouri, voted for Bernie by one vote, and that's because of my neighbor and my dad and my mom. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> now I will. Now I, I'm I, surprised I, by that. But so you know quiet. what? I'm actually not only because um, 
it gets back to the throwing the grenade thing. So each side had a grenade, but 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 I wasn't. I was saying, well, he was he was a grenade for. This is funny. It's the same anger. It's just funneled very differently. No, it's, I I it's, found it's, it, well it, because for the same reasons that people were Bernie supporters and weren't Hillary supporters is the same reason that a lot of people. Hillary voted. ran the same campaign that Bernie did, though. Like, no, no, he I really mean, didn't. I completely agree. Yeah, with you, yeah. Bernie Bernie, like, Bernie ran a closer right. campaign to Trump's campaign without. Kind of, you know, kind of the racist thing. Exactly. <laughs> so, but Hillary well, adapted. So, well, I guess what I'm saying and that's is that's why she won. What I'm saying is, me personally, I think had the Democratic Party allowed Bernie to be I'm the nominee, really of the surprised party, that Lane is silent over here. <laughs> Just taking it in. <laughs> I really believe Bernie could have won. This I, isn't a dream. Anymore. I think that I think that <laughs> Bernie would have won because he doesn't have Benghazi and emails behind him. You yeah, know. There you go. Yeah. Okay, Come so, up. coming out from Los Angeles County in the Orange County area of California, I can attest that uh, damn near every millennial that I know uh, voted for Bernie Sanders yeah. at, uh, when yeah. Hillary was uh, selected uh, by the Democratic Party as their candidate. Uh, most felt absolutely betrayed. Yeah. Freaking betrayed. Yeah. I really, I really believe everybody wanted to throw a grenade. I just think the liberal side didn't get to throw their grenade. So my, they're like, my, well, my, fuck my, it. I'm going to tuck it in my pocket for next time then. But, <laughs> but to, to, to back, to, back to rational perspective, my father, who prosecuted people, put put rapists, murderers, and general, like, awful, violent people in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Voted for Bernie Sanders no, in I, the primary because he didn't want Hillary Clinton. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I, I really do. That's get incredible. It. Yeah, I really, I, but I really you know, do. And, and I yeah. want, I want you, Lane, personally, to meet my father. Like that will be. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you. I, I think you'll actually like the guy. Well, sure. Even yeah. though I know you wouldn't vote for Bernie, you know, like. Look, well, Lane doesn't vote anyway, but he has other other reasons that he that he doesn't. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but uh, but I I gotta move on. I'm I got political. Yeah, well, say I gotta move on to the to the next topic because we only have a few more left, and uh, and we're already we're, we've already run a little long, but uh, I do wanna I do want to um, go ahead. Can I interject? Yeah, please. This whole circus has completely derailed America from the discussion it should be having, and that is we keep talking about white you know privilege and whatnot. Yeah. Well, if when you look at the system, the system isn't designed to help anybody per se. What it's designed to do is to concentrate wealth in the hands of people that already have money. That already have money. Right, so so for for those of you that are not on that side of the fence, it's not that the system's designed to keep you down, it's just designed. It's not designed to help you. It's not, it it isn't helping you. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's a problem. We are, you gotta look at, at the dichotomy between the, 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 or I should say the divergence between the wealthiest 1% and the bottom 40%. Yeah. And that divergence hasn't been this extreme since 1928. Okay. Uh, and. Which is a crash to the shop. Yeah, better say, shop. and that was. Right. <laughs> the Great Depression. Right. And, and so what brought that divergence back to narrow, it wasn't Roosevelt's New Deal. It was all the wealth that was destroyed 
<laughs> by, by the stock market crash yeah. that did not recover for another 25 years to its previous high. So what I'm trying to say is the real problem here is, is how do we retool a system that, reward, that fairly rewards hard work, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and innovation, right? Yeah. And sacrifice and discipline, right? Because I hate freeloaders with a passion. But what I'm trying to get at is, so the, if you, it, now this is where I'm going to start a fire okay. at, at the table. If you look back 40 years, yeah. right? It, it, in fact, go back 70 years. Uh, and I pulled the data no. by, I, I, got, no. I got this data by, by, uh, by, by fact-checking the documentary 13. Oh, okay. 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 So let's look at the population of incarcerated people yes. in the United States. It started skyrocketing, skyrocketing in the 30s, right? And the reason it's not that we had more people uh, make, in, uh, creating violent crimes, it's that, all right, so let me, let me back it up. I really, honestly, I'm going to be conspiracy theorist here, but I think there is a conspiracy, right, among the, the ultra-privileged. I'm not talking yeah. about guys like Dave and me who have found a way to do well for ourselves. Yeah, no. I'm, no, I'm, no, talk, no. I'm, talk, I'm talking about, talking about the ones, the truly the one yeah. fuck you money. Yeah. That People, have fuck you money yeah. for five generations or longer. Yes, Right, I really feel that there is a conspiracy, there has been a conspiracy, because think about, let me back it up even further, let me walk it back so you guys can see my, my logic train here. Uh, do you know who created the first drug laws in, in the United States? No. This dude named Rockefeller. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, it, it wasn't because he, he was some... Moral... Which they just got rid of in New York a few right. years ago. But the whole point of those laws, it's not because America's a society of Puritans that that uh, don't like to get down and have a good time. Those laws were written on purpose to imprison men, right, of the of the the, the, the we'll call it the lower classes, right? Because that's that's the conversation we will why? have on this podcast. Why? The why? Why? White and black. White and black. But, yeah. but think about it. it affects other populations differently than others. But think about why. Why is it that they are now, I can't come out and say that, that this is... Just think about, if you if you were privileged, and you had this amazing system working for you, and you own the legislature, and you create the set of laws, guys, I've always been taught, qui bono, who benefits, right? Yeah. Follow the money. And what really this is all about is, is incarcerating a certain class of people so that they can't have kids, right? Why? Because... Th- the, the lower classes procreate a hell of a lot faster than, than, the, than the, the upper, upper classes. classes. Yeah. Right. Well, eventually, what happens? You know, when when the when the bow, when the scales get tipped, we get what we saw in the French Revolution, where the lower classes are like, "We're sick of this shit. We're going to kill all of you." And you know, we saw it in France. We saw it in the Soviet Union. And yeah. and when these first set of drug laws came out, it was right after the 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 Bolshevik Revolution. So yeah, I'm telling you, you, look, lightning doesn't strike three times. You know, we, we, and, and honestly, people call me a crazy conspiracy theorist, but follow the money, right? Look at who benefits from this. Yeah, absolutely. So the real discussion we need to have is it, it's not a matter of, you know, how do we rehabilitate these prisoners? It's, yeah, one, we got to retool the justice system. We have to have a, 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 an honest discussion about the justice system. 
and the purpose of our laws. And then two, we need to have an honest discussion of this, this problem, and the, and the, in, which is this economic problem. Mm -hmm. The answer is not wealth redistribution. No. The answer is not in the form of, 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 of handouts. You know, but, and I have my own ideas for this, but what I'm trying to get at is this election, the past 12 years, yeah, basically going back to, I'd say, I don't know how far back, but the fact is we're not having a discussion about the right issues. Right, that are systemic to yeah, the problems we have in society as a, as a nation. Right. So in in 1960, the Democrats were genius. They realized, wait a minute, the Republicans were taking advantage of the African American vote, mm -hmm. you know, riding the coattails of Lincoln, and they're like, wait a minute, this is fucked up. The same people that allegedly freed you, well now they're lynching you. So guess what? We're going to do the Civil Rights Act, and the Democrats then in one one piece of legislation stole a humongous voting block from the South. Right. The Republicans countered in the 80s when they realized, wait a minute, and then again in 2016 when the, when the Republicans realized, wait a minute, the South is ignoring the working class, you know, predominantly white, but we'll just say the, the, we'll call it the working class vote. Uh, yeah. Right? The, yeah, and, and so then the, uh, the, the Republicans then, now what, they, they started the, the, the moral majority revolution. Mm -hmm. And it was in the 80s that our political discourse moved from economics, right, a discussion of money, to social. right, to, social to bullshit social issues that none right. of us have any, any right to govern another person's decision to be a, a homosexual, to have an abortion. That's none of our that, business. That, that's what I brought up earlier, that it right. shifted from money to social. Right, 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 right. So, so what I'm saying, and so then Trump... Trump's like the second wave of, of, of the Karl Rove 1980s. Yeah. You know, it's called the, the Moral Majority Revolution, conservative movement. But Karl Rove. Yeah. Karl Rove was the architect. Yeah, yeah talking about the, money. the people who were actually so, affected so, by this. Right, so what, what I'm trying to say is Trump has very brilliantly convinced an entire block, uh, a voting block, to vote against their best interest, their economic best interest. Yes. Right? So it remains to be seen whether or not what he's going to enact. But I'm going to tell you right now, um, just watch what he does with, with the so-called death tax. Right? If he does away with it completely, you know he's in the pocket of the, of the ultra, 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 like top 0.1% yeah. of the country. Right, and and the, and the thing is, a lot of normal Republicans get all riled up about you can't do away with the death tax. It's like, look, man, less than a half percent of the population even reach that level. But, but I will say this: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, not necessarily so. No, necessarily yeah. so. I got the no, facts. no, 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 no. Because I have an example. <laughs> yeah. Do you have five and a half million? No. Uh, then you don't fall in that example. But, but <laughs> yes, we do because my mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. Is in a nursing home. See, now we're having the appropriate discussion. Yes. My mother-in-law's <laughs> in a nursing home, and she's on Medicare. Right. She can only have $2,000 worth of assets, right. as you well know. But Medicare is a social program. It's medical welfare. But... It has nothing to do with estate planning. But we have life insurance policies that right. we're trying to settle through the estate. Right. The passed? idea is to keep as much money as we can so we can take care that, that, of my mother-in-law. No, that's an easy fix. You put but, it, but the mother-in-law... I was just going to give you the but, solution. But, but we need a good lawyer, obviously. No, you don't need a good lawyer. You just need to have a lawyer draft a, what's called an irrevocable 
uh, life insurance trust, and then you fund those with the policies. Well, I think that's what they're working on. Yeah. I'll, I'll not have to call my wife. No, 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 no. Look, it's, <laughs> but but my problem is fifteen hundred dollars. If any of that money no, ends up, no, everybody should need a lawyer. No, no. If, what it boils down to is that any of that money ends up that we can't protect it, the government gets that money. Boom. And, and they'll say it's for, it's, it's, it's for her betterment. To it has shit. nothing to do with her no. betterment. You need to educate yourself. She's not getting treated uh, well in a nursing home. She's in a nice nursing home. Sure. But she's not getting treated well. She's still out there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They haven't right. even taken her in from lunch. You know. Right. And it, it, this, this is, it, it is not just a problem of the rich in this situation with the death tax. Sure. But that's not the death tax. But it's, it's, what about it's the a Medicare is, issue, but it's similar to it because, no, because Charlie Medicare, died. Medicare is welfare. Charlie died, and if, and if we can't get the money arranged right, the government just gets the money, and sure. we don't have the money to get my mother-in-law from Florida back to New Hampshire no, where we'd like it. her to die. No, 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 I get it. You know, so what there, about there, the people who issues, can't afford There's issues lawyer. even on a middle-class level with this. And I understand what you're saying, yeah. and you're right in a lot of ways with the death tax. It's not really the death tax because that's a Medicare issue. Right. But it's still the government saying, hey, we're going to double taxation your ass. Well, you, no, you, you, you've, you've made, you've made your not... money in your life, right. and now we're going to take some more from the, you at the, the very end. That, that Medicare rule was designed to prevent wealthy people from using the law to, hot, to basically impoverish themselves on paper Right, so that they could get free government cheese in the form of of, of, of healthcare while hiding their assets. This is a real simple game. But at to play. the same time, it does affect middle class people. No, it will because that, of what they set right. up. No, no, we're arguing the same point. I'm saying that's not the death tax. That's that's a welfare issue. Correct. Right. No, I mean, and that's. I, I don't disagree with you. We're, and we're we're not going to solve all these problems. But I'm getting at it. And this, see, this is exactly the kind of conversation. These politicians need to be having yes. not a question of oh my god he said he's gonna grab women by the pussy you know what I would love to have a president that would grab ISIS by the pussy it would be amazing <laughs> yeah I, I go with you I don't think any of us would disagree right. with that so what I'm saying is let's just stop having these silly bullshit purposely divisive debates that have no effect on what really matters and that is prosperity yeah. and let's start talking about money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is about yeah. money. I, I, think, I, 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 think, I think you're right in that um, if you follow the money in, uh, in America, uh, after um, the Emancipation Proclamation, um, there were several laws that were put in place that basically uh, took the population that would have been slaves and incarcerated them. Yep. And yep. so what that does is gives the state slaves again. Because the 13th Amendment says uh, slavery is abolished except... As punishment. As, right, as punishment except uh, if, you're in, if you're imprisoned or, 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 or so punished, then um, it doesn't specifically say then you can still be a slave, but it definitely does say it's abolished except the, the, the in this... In this and instance, if yeah. you deal the, the free or labor, smoke weed, right. we're gonna yeah. have. Oh, well, which which, which 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 is which is the real conversation? Yeah, these laws uh, over us. over years and decades it, have piled upon we, the Thirteenth Amendment. If we catch fellas, you, fellas, if we catch fellas. you with some weed, then well, it, it's not that the state wants free labor. Don't get me wrong; they appreciate it. 
in, in more ways than you can think. This is all about taking away your right to influence the political process. 100%. Oh, I believe all it. about that was the primary motivator, disenfranchisement. So if you so what I'm getting at is when we see all these protesters in the streets, oh, yeah. not my president, not my president, not my president. Yeah. And when you act, did you know there was a poll done on the 70 people that got arrested in Portland mm-hmm. and like three fifths of them so didn't vote. Hadn't voted. Yeah. It's like holy hell, guys. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely. If you're mad, vote. Lob that grenade. Yeah. Well, <laughs> which which which, that, which is kind of the point. It's like a very singular issue. But but no. the bigger issue is disenfranchisement. Well, no, I, but, no, no, I, but I I actually do agree that most of what is discussed is meant to be divisive. Right. Versus versus what the actual problem is is how do we keep you out of the voting booth and how do we keep the money for ourselves? How do we create? Well, yeah. Is, well, I mean, if you think about it like this, jail. if you if you you remember that that old symbol Ooh, that was the snake eating its own tail, right? right. Yeah, the that, real, I mean, real Yeah, really, right. that is kind of how our government, and not even government, but our uh, our our social structure in America was really always set up. The well, it's two part. One, yeah. you have money, yeah, you get to keep it. Yeah. And, and two, if you don't have money, it's well, gonna we're going to silence you. It's hard for you to make it, and we're yeah. going to silence you. <laughs> the silencing is a, is a big problem. Yeah. All right. So that they'll, use, they'll use those arguments to silence people who have concerns. Right. You know, people, who, people who worry about people getting affected, and they, get, and they say, your concerns are racist. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't, I don't believe that... Uh, Anybody's concerns are invalid, but I do believe that we're often not talking about the correct thing. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, going to a couple of uh, quick, lighter things uh, in the same vein before we wrap this up. As we do. And uh, uh, so we've, uh, we, we've, I think we've uh, really deep, deeper dived than I was uh, planning to into... <laughs> Into, into Trump and, and that whole thing. Um, yeah. um, I, 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 got a, I got a thing here that says basically just Trump business. And, and that was uh, them talking about how kind of difficult that it's going to be for him to divest himself from <laughs> some of his business dealings. Impossible. And, and so, um, so I think that's going to be, um, gonna, we're going to find some unique uh, uh, conflicts of interest. Well, when, well, well, my point on that is simple. Mm. Well, because it winds we, we up elected a non-politician. Well, it winds up being the same issues that people had with which, Hillary, which and, isn't good. Yeah, not necessarily. But it winds up really being the same issues people had with Hillary and the charity. If you're doing business all over the world, which he is, uh, who's to say? And not saying that this will happen, but who's to say that? Um, Certain business dealings won't come through uh, if you know you don't you know cooperate with the American government in the way that we need to. And so I think these are interest going to be interesting, so, uh, so. interesting. Th- and I'm not saying it's really the way it usually happens with any president who has any business interests is they usually have to roll them up into. Um, either blind trust and hand the operation of the business off to someone else, um, or um, 
as uh, Obama did, he basically put all his money, uh, he, he divested himself from anything he had to do in business, so he put all his money into treasury bonds because, uh, because of the possibility of conflicts of interest. So what if I wouldn't have gotten more than one vote, which I got? I got one vote. Okay. Right. Okay. Me. What? Well, had you, I had to vote for myself. Had you... Um, so I'm a businessman. I've never been in politics. I got elected. Yes. Does that mean I can't run my business anymore? Uh, well, that means that you're supposed to hand that business off to someone. Um, ladies and gentlemen out there in podcast land, uh, I want to say that on the phone joining us, uh, probably very briefly, is the anonymous female. Ah! Say hello, anonymous <laughs> female. Hello, anonymous female. <laughs> uh, yes, we are still in the in the podcast. <laughs> and uh, uh, okay. we, we should be wrapping up sooner than later, but we are still in the podcast. Okay. Alrighty, I, I'll call I'm you back. To to Okie dokie. <laughs> right, love you, love you, anonymous female. Well, I, mean, I, I, I find this part of the conversation pretty interesting because originally it was stipulated that for an individual to be able to hold office uh, mm-hmm. in this country, that being the House of Representatives, Senate's presidency, they were required to own so much land. They were required to make so much money a year because of the fact that the government did not pay any of these individuals to run, to, yeah. to hold office. Yeah. All I got to say to that is East Coast, bada bing. Yeah. <laughs> what a pipe. All right, so... Uh, one of one of the last things that are on the list, uh, second to last anyway, is a sing a song against Pence, uh, and that's basically uh, so Pence uh, goes to and it's very hard to get tickets to uh, Hamilton, and before Hamilton begins or after it ends, I can't it was remember, after, I can't remember um, it was after. the cast of Hamilton actually. Um, had some very well-crafted words that they uh, spoke to our uh, vice president-elect. And I actually took these, I actually printed printed this thing off because I wanted to, I wanted to see, nope, that is... I kind of got it, I kind of got it. I I put several quotes on it. Yeah, I I thought it was interesting in that... uh, that uh, they told him they were very appreciative he was there. Well, it you know I think it gets back to what I was saying earlier that generally, um, because of kind of just the rhetoric that was tossed around in the campaign, you know there are a lot of minorities that were concerned that you know they were either going to be um, ignored or to some degree even persecuted. Um, Purely because uh, they're a minority. Now, I don't necessarily think that that happens, and I'm not even sure that um, uh, stopping the show and or or ending the show and uh, giving a soliloquy to the vice president <laughs> president elect was the uh, right forum for for their grievance. But um, but uh, as Americans, I do respect. Um, their right to say whatever first, they felt that's they the first to say that's because the first because it was uh, it was peaceful. It's, it was done well. Yeah, they stood there. They spoke well. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was very eloquent. It was it was you know there was they weren't throwing shit or uh, yeah. I mean I think that, <laughs> I think that the uh, audience the audience didn't uh, throw anything. I think the uh, audience did a little booing when he first uh, got and they there. did a little cheering. Yeah, some cheered, some booed. I, I thought that was. 
you know, I thought it's, it was... It's, it's hard to rule over a boo. A boo is a very bass sound. Yeah. 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 A cheer is a very treble sound. Yeah. A boo is going to yeah. reel out over the treble any day. Yeah, so I, I just thought it was interesting, though, that, uh, you know, you know, we were talking about the, you know, like, the protests and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I do... I agree with the right to protest, but I'm also at the point where I'm like, okay, is this helpful? Like at this at this juncture, you know when or venue, yeah, like, you know, right? Is this the right venue? Is this this protest or this riot even helpful? You know, because you're out in the streets, you know, you know, like you say, not my president or whatever. whatever. Right. Like, well, they're not gonna, um, you know, hold a new election because you because yeah. you stayed home because you don't that, feel that was by. my that was my problem with it is because I feel like protesting. Is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A good I'm not thing mad at protesting. But, but when you protest, you have to have a something that you're protesting about, some sort of cause. And to say, like we went through this whole election process, yeah, that this was the outcome. If you're out protesting, then the only thing you're protesting has to be. It can't be that oh, I don't want this guy my president. Then that means you're protesting really the whole voting process. Well, mm -hmm. well, you, there's nothing else that you're, you'd be protesting. Well, you know, this. my problem once again isn't even that they were protesting that they don't like who got elected. The problem is what you were saying, like, three-quarters of you some bitches didn't go vote. No. So you have no damn right to be out there in the first place. No. You know, if I didn't like, truly, the fact that, uh, that Trump was elected, um, I voted. So mm -hmm. I can at least say, hey, I didn't vote for you. Um, I, but if you didn't vote for anybody... <laughs> well, uh, here, here we go. Here we know, go. Go to Whole Foods and and and, 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 and get some overpriced kale and sit the fuck down. I'm like, yeah, this, is, this is a perfect small example. All right. Yeah. Before Trump, Slate, which is a very liberal news organization, mm -hmm. you know, five very good reasons to keep electoral college. After Trump wins. Electoral, electoral College is an instrument of white supremacy and sexism. You know, it's kind of like, come well, on, funny. man. That's, well, that's, that's, that goes like to the ESPN of the come on man thing. All you know? I can say is I find it wildly ironic that the cast of Hamilton uh, uh, made this made oh, these yeah. remarks. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, given. Now, without knowing... That or maybe not acknowledging that. Uh, well, what I find ironic is that President Hamilton is who gave us the Electoral College that he gave the first. True. Exactly. 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 Yes, he did. Whoops. <laughs> and what year did that come about? Eighteen seventy-nine, I believe. Eighteen oh seven. Eighteen oh seven. Eighteen what? Whoops. I mean, uh, 17... <laughs> it was, I said 1806, 18. I believe. 1806. I, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was 1779. Yeah. I, I, I might mistake. That's all right. 1806, but still not that far from 1779. Okay, so... Can any of us even actually imagine living in 1806? Uh, I personally cannot imagine living in 1806. <laughs> it, would, it would be a bad idea for me. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, there's a show, a show on TV right now, um, and I can't remember the name of it right now, but the premise is... That some guy, they invented a time machine. Some guy hijacked it so you can go back in time to stop some secret organization of, of very rich white people from even existing. Right. Um, and, and he happens to be a white guy, by the way. Um, 
But is that the hot tub movie? Uh, no, no, no. But so there's a second team that they send back in uh, in the prototype uh, of the time machine um, that. Uh, uh, that they send back, and the pilot, the only guy who can fly the thing or knows how to operate the thing, happens to be a black guy. And uh, and and the 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 most hilarious thing in the first episode is he goes, "I don't want to do this." He said, "There's literally no time in American history that I can go back to that it will be good for me." So <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do it. So I was thinking, I absolutely oh, agree with you. Well, right? yeah. Have you heard? Uh, have you heard Louis C.K.'s diatribe on this? Uh, I have not. I have not. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. This, this remember uh, now. Massachusetts Louis. had a lot of free people. No, it did. It did. It did. Yeah, yeah, so he could go back to there and yeah. be a, and be yeah. a free slave in yeah. Massachusetts Louis during C. the Revolutionary K. time and North fight for the cause. Louis C.K. talked about Bunker time Hill. travel. The first individual killed in Bunker Hill was a black man. Yeah, this is very and true. Ta- and he said, fight, fight for his cause. Talking about going back in time, he said, well, you know, me, I'll be fine. <laughs> and, and like, anybody else? <laughs> yeah, my, my absolutely not. You don't want to go back in time as anything other than a white man in America. Like you, you'll not true. You, Depends on how far back you go. Not true. Yeah, they're they're oh, not, true? Not, not, not true. Now you're getting well, they're, 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 they're Please go. If you go back in time before 1840, an Irish life was worth less than a slave's. Oh yeah, uh, no dogs are Irish so, on grass. Honestly, yeah. in, in terms in terms of like, oh yeah, no, I, now, I, I it wasn't remember. formally instit- institutionalized. All right, it wasn't legally recognized. Right. Right, but in American in, society, in, in Catholics or waspy dude with a shit ton of money, right? German, you know, you German, basically not German, but anybody who wasn't Irish that didn't have well, a lot we of money, shit. but was still white, we were shit. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, we were yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then, then the slaves, right? Then these nasty Irish people that keep coming here in boats <laughs> that, yeah. we, as hell. that yeah. we can't yeah. find work for that Are speak you, our language. You that, that was my, my great yeah. great great grandfather, Bonnie O'Brady. Right. Yeah. 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 He jumped ship. He was on. A, he was a, a servant on the potato ship. Right. And he was supposed to do two two servants right. before he could get off now, the ship. Now. The and he jumped ship and ended up in Canada. Got shot at by Indians. Ended up at the Golden Spike and then yeah, died it out. Now, historically, if you if you go back, the reason why the Irish Catholics were considered uh, less valuable we economically, and the the reason why, but we is, make like rabbits, right? Those those smart Uber waspy super wealthy people did a cost benefit analysis and realized, wait a minute, we're going to pay more for a slave, but they're not going to die of malaria, right? So what it really came down to was that frail European disposition. Coupled with the fact that they spoke English and like to brawl, but anyway, what I'm getting at is is at I, I it would be it's interesting. Sort of kind of English. It, it would be interesting to go back in, in, in time and see because it, at what point did the Irish as a block become very cool with the African American community as a block? Because for a, a, a point in time, the two hated each other with a passion because they were competing for the same jobs. <laughs> Yeah, very true. We were. That's true. Yeah, true. yeah, I know that's true. Anyway, I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, that is what it is. If, if we're still on this uh, this issue Blah. talking now, about... Now, granted, being a slave still blows. So what I'm getting at is, yeah, we're arguing... You well, know, thank you. I appreciate we're, that. We're, 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 <laughs> oh, fuck. 
what, what, do you do you do you want to be you know you know we're at this is like honestly like the debate between being an Irishman and a slave prior to 1840 is the exact same debate of I'm a I, I am a centrist with common sense and my only two choices are Hillary Clinton and Trump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is no good choice. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Well done. There you go. Well done. Hey, you know what? Uh, well, anything? You, you well, know? I was just going to say a quick two points, really back in closer uh, to this whole uh, t talking about how the, um, the, the, the cast members of, of uh, Hamilton sort of took uh, Pence as a captive audience. Is that number one, as an artist, I find that to be in bad form because the man paid for a show yes. to see a show. And he did not get to see that whole show because which is of the, the political Yeah, which is the reason that I actually said I don't know if that was the form. Yeah. I believe I believe in the right, I don't know if that was the form for that reason. Yeah. Like, he, he, he left. He, 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 he bought a he, he, just he left, bought right? a ticket and uh, those tickets are very expensive and, and very hard to get. <laughs> and then he did not get an opportunity to really see or enjoy uh, the show that he paid all that money for. So I don't know if that was the right form. Although I do respect their right to have grievances and to, and to and to air them. Yeah. Um, so there was one more thing that I, that I was going to talk about that I'm actually um, going to wait and because uh, we probably can do uh, a whole podcast on it, and that is uh, the topic of misinformation nation, which was all of the. Uh, kind of misinformation that was going on on uh, Facebook and all the other social media sites with kind of false news stories and stuff like that that um, so a lot of people are saying directly kind of helped uh, help Donald or hurt Hillary one way or the other um, and um, so I want to get into that actually um, in, in a forthcoming episode of the podcast uh, I have one thing yeah I have one thing. The, the whole topic of this is you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i got to tell my story, don't I? Um, if the story is brief. <laughs> it is. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, I got my shot, eye shot out by a BB gun. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So I only have one eye. All right. So here, here's the deal. It's 1968. Me and Chucky Peckman are out there shooting each other in our dungarees. All right. Which were, you know... These were dark blue indigo jeans that you cuffed up back in the day. All um, right? Think, think of those really stiff Levi's and uh, thicker. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the rule was yes, that so you could shoes. only bump your daisy up about four or five, and then you had to shoot each other below the knee. Well, I screwed up. I bumped it up to seven or eight, and I hit Chucky below the monkey bite. The monkey bite was the area below your genitals, on the, on the inner thigh that would hurt like hell if you got hit by a BB gun. So Chucky came around the corner and I shot him in his shot monkey bike. Shot him okay? in the tank. You shot him in the tank. <laughs> so Chucky drops. Chucky, Chucky drops like a rock. And I know he's, he's two years older than me. I'm 10 and he, uh, he's 10 and I'm 8. I said, this dude's coming for me. So I, I went and run up in his garage. And, and I'm pumping up my daisy because I know he's coming around the corner. And, you know, I said, this is going to be mano a mano. This is yeah. not going to be good <laughs> shit, you know. Yeah. And Chucky comes around the corner and just wheels and sees me behind the screen and shoots. Yeah. Boom, goes through the screen, boom, takes my eye out. Ah, ouch. You know, of course, I'm freaking out at this point. 
And I go running home and I remember running into the bathroom and I look at my eye and my eyes all filling with blood and shit. Ah, this ain't good, this ain't good. So, of course, the parents haul me up and they haul me from Paola, Kansas, up to Kansas City and they end up throwing me in the hospital. Blah, 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 all this. Well, the interesting story on the long line about this is when I finally came back out here from the East Coast in 91. And so I'm a working man. That's what I know how to do. So I was delivering pizzas at night. I was working all day roughing carpentry. I was building decks on weekends with my foreman. I worked 80, 90 hours a week. Got to get ahead. Got to climb out. That's all, I, that's all I know how to do. Well, I ended up delivering a pizza to Chucky Peckman. <laughs> all right? And Chucky and I were in our 30s at the time. And come to find out, Chucky was an alcoholic. So, I, had, I, opened, I remember him opening up the door and I got a pizza for him. Yeah. And he looks at me and I says, you're Chuck Beckman, right? He says, yeah. And I said, I'm David Elliott. And I remember seeing his face just drop. And I said, you know what, Chuck? Shit happens when we're kids. And we were just being kids. Yeah. I said, I've never held anything against it. And I, I, I'll never forget to see the look on his face as, as the relief washed out over him. Mm -hmm. He ended up dying in his 40s from alcoholism. Mm -hmm. But that one night, when I delivered a pizza to Chucky Peckman, everything became okay again. Okay. And you that's know what? A, that's and actually... That, and that's a good point to leave on. Yeah. Hey, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Well, you actually, know, you gotta roll. You gotta roll with the shit that comes at you. That, that actually is a good Indeed. point. That actually, is a you good gotta point. roll with the shit that comes at you, and it's okay. Some things aren't always gonna go well in life, but make lemons out of lemonade. There you go. And make lemonade out of lemons, or whatever, whatever you fucking want to do. <laughs> Find someone whose life is giving them vodka. Right, right. Party. Yeah. yeah. But that was one. Of the, that was one of the better moments of my life. Was being able to tell him, "Hey, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool." So. uh... Before we do our toast in this, uh, actually, that story um, actually was actually a pretty good metaphor. So, uh, when you're running around and uh, you're angry and you're taking pot shots at each other, uh, it is very possible that you can put, put somebody's eye out. Uh, in this case, uh, we were running around and we were angry at each other. And... Uh, we, 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 we put somebody's eye out, America. Now, uh, here's the question. Can we look at the other side and say, hey, you know, we were young. We didn't know what was going on. And, uh, and things are cool. I guess the question is, uh, who's got the daisy now? And... Uh, is it still pumped up to five or six? <laughs> because could be seven that, or eight. Yeah, because because really, in this metaphor, our president elect is the daisy. Mm -hmm. We just don't know uh, how, at whom, or if somebody's gonna pull the trigger. And with that being said, it's time to end this with the toast that I end all these podcasts with, and that is. To good times. We're good people. Hey. Oh, man. Who brought the rum? Oh, man, sure.
Brian. Oh, Brian bought the rub for me for giving you a job with DW. Brian, thank you, sir. Thank you, Brian. This is a real treat.